there's something new on Air Sale every day. My name is Dr. Bill Takeshita, and I'm the Chief of Optometric Services at the Center for the Partially Sighted in Los Angeles, California, and the Consulting Director of Low Vision at the Braille Institute of America. Each Sunday, we're going to bring to you tips and information that we hope will help you to cope while living with low vision. Cooking as a great hobby and a great supplement for you. For many people with low vision, they often feel that their blindness or their partial sightedness is not going to allow them to go ahead and to cook any longer. People often will ask, how could I ever cook if I couldn't see? Well, in reality, there are hundreds and hundreds of some of the greatest chefs in the world who are actually totally blind. One of the things that I found was that when I started to prepare different types of meals, I at first felt that it was going to be something that would be very, very difficult. But by taking small steps at a time, you'll soon learn that cooking is something that you can do and it's really enjoyable. It really seems like there's nothing as enjoyable to invite a bunch of your friends, your family over, you prepare a nice meal, just relax and talk, and they say, man, that was good. Well, one of the ways that I first learned to cook was I became interested first from watching the Food Channel. You know, that cable TV show where they have people such as Rachel Ray and Emeril Lagasse, and I said, you know, that just really seems so fun to do. And so I decided this is something I can do. Well, when I first started to try to do some of this type of cooking, I realized that one of the biggest difference between the Food Channel and my kitchen was the fact that in the Food Channel, they have everything prepared. Every pot, every pan, every utensil, all the seasonings, everything is right in there. And most of all, every ingredient is already chopped and prepared so that all that emerald needs to do is to pour it out of that little bowl and say, bam. Well, if you're going to go ahead and do your cooking, that's one of the things you need to do. You need to be prepared. You need to have the right pots, the pans, the measuring cups, the utensils. And if you're partially sighted or blind, you're going to often need special types of utensils that are designed specifically for people with low vision. You could actually go to different types of agencies and you could purchase some of these different types of utensils. One of the different types of things that I found to be very helpful was a podcast that I listened to. And ironically, it was a podcast that I found on airsla.org. When you go to airsla.org, you could go ahead and click one of the major links, what it's called Lifestyles or Living with Low Vision. And underneath this category, what you'll find is that there's a lot of different types of podcasts that have cooking shows just for people who are blind. When you find that you listen to these shows after a while, you then realize that there's some common factors that all of these chefs do. And that is, they are really very prepared. For example, when they are going to cook, they're prepared with their timers so that they know exactly how long to cook. They also are going to actually use different types of talking thermometers so they know if their meats are prepared. And they also are really very, very organized. So keep that in mind when you listen to these podcasts. One of the first meals that I made, and really was something that has always been very simple, was actually spaghetti. At first I thought, well, you know what, I could just go ahead and get a, a bottle of ragu with meat sauce in it, and I could just pour that over the spaghetti, and maybe I'll just zap it in a microwave. But I said, you know what, let's see if we could do something more than that. So the first thing that I did is that I went and got some ground turkey. The ground turkey is a little bit leaner, it's supposed to be healthier for you, so I said, yeah, let's go ahead and do that. I put in some ground turkey into a frying pan, and I seasoned it, and then... 
I started to add some chopped onions, some chopped mushrooms, and some green peppers and some garlic. You know, just the way that Amaral does it. So I went ahead and I cooked this at about a medium heat just so that it browned. And once that the vegetables stopped sizzling, I turned off the heat. Now because this was ground turkey, there really wasn't much fat inside there. So I didn't have to worry about, you know, blotting it and getting out some of that excess type of fat. Then what I did is I sort of cheated, but I just used ragu. I used the basic marinara sauce. And what I did is I put that inside a shallow type of a pan, and then I let the whole thing simmer. I just let it simmer, and I let it mix in with the meat and the vegetables for about 15 minutes or so. Now, while I did that, I took a large pot, and I filled it up with about four quarts of water. This is what I wanted to boil. So what I did is I went ahead, and I took the lid, and before I covered the lid, I actually used two teaspoons of kosher salt, and I put it inside the water. I put the lid on it, and in about 10 minutes, it began to boil. At that point in time, I went ahead and I slowly placed the spaghetti noodles inside the pot and gently stirred it. Now, you've got to be a little bit careful, because if you don't use a pot that's tall enough, some of the different types of water and some of the starch is going to boil over. So you want to go ahead and put the pasta into the boiling water and usually it's about eight minutes. At eight minute mark, I went ahead and used a very long fork and pulled it out to see that the pasta was a little bit al dente. And when it was, I turned off the heat and I went ahead and I used some silicone gloves. Now these gloves are great because they give you a lot of grip. So you don't have to worry about anything slipping. And the ones that I use, they actually have fingers in it. So I could actually use my fingers a little bit more effectively. So I just poured the whole thing inside a colander, and then I actually poured some cold water over it just so that it wouldn't cook further. I wanted to stop the cooking from that additional heat. So at that point in time, we were basically ready to serve. I went ahead and put the spaghetti on the plates and poured the sauce over it, add a little bit of red chili peppers on top, and believe it or not, it was actually pretty good. But it was something that really gave me a lot of pleasure, a lot of confidence. I actually had some French bread, and it was really a nice meal. And I was kind of surprised that, you know, my kids and the whole family ate it. But that's really a very, very easy type of recipe. Another pretty nice, easy type of recipe that you might also do, which is, again, not completely homemade, but you could do it, is to go ahead and heat up your broiler. Heat up the broiler to about 350 degrees and let it preheat. At that time, you could go ahead and get some chicken drumettes. And these are just going to be the little drumsticks. Go ahead and put them in an aluminum pan. And then what I basically do is I go ahead and I submerge it. I get a whole bottle of barbecue sauce. And I'm just going to go ahead and dump out the whole barbecue sauce into that pan. Go ahead and I slice up a couple of wedges of lemon. And I chop up some green onions on there and also some whole onions just to give a little bit of sweetness. Throw that inside the broiler, and in about 35 to 40 minutes, you'll notice that that chicken is real tender. It comes right off the bone. So it's another kind of a nice, easy type of gist you could make, and you can do some baked potatoes with it at the same time, and some very, very easy uh, salad. And it really is a pretty nice meal, which is very, very easy, and people seem to like it. The last one that I'm going to tell you is going to be a little bit of an Asian ethnic one, and this is truly definitely cheating. But what you might want to do is get 
a pound of top sirloin steak and go ahead and get a bottle of Kiko Mon teriyaki sauce. Put that in a flat pan and marinate it overnight in the refrigerator. If you don't want to do that, you could also make your own different type of teriyaki sauce by using soy sauce, adding some sugar, and maybe even a little bit of honey and ginger. Go ahead and let that marinate overnight. Now, the next day when you're ready to go ahead and cook, I like to use a George Foreman grill just because it's pretty easy to do. Go ahead and pull that George Foreman grill out, put the teriyaki steak on there, and use a digital meat thermometer so that you could go ahead. Once it's about at 180 degrees, it's going to really be at a at a medium type of a temperature, and it'll be cooked medium to medium well. At that point, go ahead and take it off, and you want to go ahead and let it sit to room temperature on your cutting board. While it's sitting to get to room temperature, here's the secret. Get some of those top ramen noodles, that type of noodle. But the one that I really like is something that's called Sapporo Ichiban. Now this is something that's really easy. So for each package, and usually you're going to make one package for each person, go ahead and you're going to boil one and a half cups of water, and they give you a little seasoning pack that you're going to go ahead and put inside there. Once it's boiled and you put the seasoning inside, go ahead and crack a couple of eggs. Go ahead and you're going to let those eggs poach inside there and at the same time turn down the heat and let those noodles go ahead and cook. You could go ahead and then chop some different types of green onions on top of it and even put some different types of fresh bean sprouts. At that point, you could go ahead and begin to slice your top sirloin teriyaki in very thin slices and go ahead and put it inside uh, a plate. And later, you could go ahead and serve the noodles. And this is a really nice soup noodle. And then your guests could go ahead and put the different types of beef, sliced beef, right on top. They'll think that you're right out of, you know, the Iron Chef. So go ahead and take up some of these hobbies of cooking, and I think that you'll find that even with low vision, you'll have a great time with cooking. So until next time, this is Dr. Bill Takesha for Airs LA. This podcast is intended solely for the use of the blind and the print-impaired audience. Any unauthorized use is prohibited. (laughs) 